This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday the 16th of February. Well, Justin, another one bites the casino dust at Crown, unfortunately. (laughs) After a pretty intense report into Crown's culture, the CEO has stepped down following three directors out the door. It's really got to hurt. Brett, Elon Musk wants to have a conversation with Vladimir Putin (laughs) on his new favourite social media app, Clubhouse. Very hot. Tesla CEO tagged the Kremlin's official account to ask if the Russian Presidente would like to join him in a conversation. How nice. How lovely indeed, Justin. We have three extremely lovely stories this Tuesday. Let's do it. For our first, Google and its new news showcase service have locked in a deal with Seven West Media. The Google vs. Australian story is making headlines again. Tell me more. As we know, the government has proposed legislation that would force Google and Facebook to strike deals with publishers and pay them for their content. Now, did Google and Facebook cop this on the chin? Not exactly. But earlier this month, Google launched its news showcase in Australia. And this is? Well, it basically gives readers the chance to read more of a news publisher's content. But here's where things get a little bit spicy. Google is proposing to pay publishers who feature in its news showcase product. But not pay for any news stories that appear in Google's search results. Which obviously has a lot more traffic and would cost them a lot more money. But rather than stand united as a media contingent, Seven West Media has taken the bait. They've struck a deal with Google to be part of its news showcase and be paid for it. So what's the key learning here? For Google, deception appears to be a reality. Word around town is that if Google can lock in deals with publishers for its news showcase, it may actually be removed from the new media code altogether. And that would be a major win for the big G. So its latest move to carve out a minuscule part of its (laughs) business and pay publishers for clicks here, i.e. the new showcase, could actually be masking the real problem for Aussie media outlets. For our second story, Snapchat and the Australian Open have done a deal to give Aussies a look inside the Oz Open, considering no one can actually go right now. (laughs) Seems like a problem to be solved indeed. So what is the story here, Justin? All right, some background on good old Snapchat. To my surprise, Brett, Snapchat is not dead. In fact, it has around 6 million users in Australia. 90% of which are 18 to 24. Now, as we know, Melbourne's currently under lockdown and the Oz Open has a limit on attendance anyway due to COVID. So the Oz Open has partnered with Snapchat Snapchat to give Aussies access to daily highlights summarising matches. And behind-the-scenes video content. Love to see the stuff about Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> so what is the key learning here? COVID-19 hasn't changed Australians' love of sport, but it has changed the way we engage with sport. It's no secret, Justin. Aussies love sport and generally brings us together. So now, businesses in the media space, like Snapchat, are scrambling to get involved. Snapchat is saying, mm, why not offer a second screen for some extra content for those already watching anyway? And this is a smart move for Oz Open because this year's business activity around the Oz Open is down. That'd be fewer in-stadium sponsorship opportunities for brands. And that'd be lower TV ratings, meaning less appeal for TV advertising. Yes, yeah, so alternative channels for advertisers are likely to grow in demand. And that's why Snapchat swooped on this opportunity. Right here, right now. For our third and final story, Taylor Swift has started releasing new versions of old songs from her first six albums to reclaim her IP and possibly make 
make a hell of a lot more money. This is juicy, Justin. Talk me through it. All right, we all know Taylor Swift notched up 10 Grammy Awards and started her career with a record label named Big Machine. Now, Big Machine recorded and retained the rights to her first six albums. Six albums that were pretty huge. We're talking songs like A Love Story. I Knew You Were Trouble. And Justin, your absolute favorite, <laughs> which we listen to before every pod, Shake It Off. Love that one. I.e. all of her albums between 2006 and 2017. <laughs> but Big Machine sold her recordings to a music manager named Scooter Braun, who then sold the music rights to an investment firm named Shamrock Holdings for a reported $380 million. So basically everyone except T-Swizzle herself actually is owning her music. <laughs> but in 2018, Tay-Tay struck a deal with a new record label, Universal, that will give her ownership and control over her music that she creates for the first time. And finally, she started re-recording and releasing all of her previous albums. So what's the key learning here? This is a case of revenge by re-release. <laughs> by not owning her own music, Tay-Tay was essentially unable to give permission or earn revenue from all her previous albums. That'd be licensing her music for things like TV ads. And movies. And TikTok. And Spotify. But by re-recording her own tunes with the same lyrics mm -hmm. and beats and lead singer, she'll be allowed to own them again. And this move could easily reduce the value of her original, which she doesn't own anymore. Flux fam, here's a wonderful way to start your Tuesday. Why not download the Flux app for free? Not only can you listen to this pod, but you can do a few other great things. We're talking check your credit score for free every single month. Or give yourself the chance to win weekly cash prizes up to 250k just by saving money. It's all there and you can get it all from the Apple App Store. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.